Welcome to the one and only Ubiquitous Methods podcast with your fabulous host, AK. Hey there. Hi. Hello. And, and myself, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> hey there. Hey. How you doing? I know. Yeah, we're doing good. <laughs> I'm always the awkward one when it comes to intro. I I don't know what it is about that, but it, it's you know we got to get the get the energy going. And yeah. we've been pre pre showing for like 20 minutes. Been live for 15. Our one viewer joined in early on, so thank you, thank you for sticking with us for the uh, oh the mortgage discussion. Um, if any of that yeah. is in, in, <laughs> in the official audio channels. Uh, this is what yeah. you're missing out on, guys. You know, we, we we talk mortgage sometimes. We'll talk a little bit about local politics. Talk a little about a little bit about lack of fiber. Uh, if you're not listening to us live, uh, yeah, every other Thursday, nine fifteen Central. Uh, we tweet about it every now and again. I also put it in the show notes when our next scheduled stream is, and uh, so this episode will have our next week's stream in there, and you have a link to the Twitch channel, nice and easy. I also tweet about it. And I retweet it, etc. So you know, there's no reason not to join in, and also join in on our conversation via hashtag ubiquitous questions. Uh, we are doing this live, so I have a little Twitter window open over here. So uh, if any of our viewers want to ask a question live, we would love to answer it uh, towards the end, maybe in the after show or after we talk through some of these amazing articles we have here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great, and it's. There's a lot of great, amazing articles that came out in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, there was South Indeed. by Southwest. Uh, did I miss something, by the way? Am I South by Southwest? Oh no, no, no! I thought uh, I missed. A... I thought I just said something like completely off because I was trying to read an article right now. I'm trying to oh. catch up. <laughs> yeah, get caught up. It's fine. Yes. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'll yeah. keep on. I'll keep riffing. I can talk just as long <laughs> as you need me to. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. No, I was just like get digging into the details, kind of thinking about what I want to talk about and like certain topics and whatnot. But uh, one thing I want to bring up to you is Happy St. Patrick's Day. So yes, of course. I did not wear green. <laughs> yeah. Come on, it's your holiday. Oh man, and I'm even. I even got some Irish going on. I think somewhere, maybe somewhere. In oh Arizona, really? Family. It's not just the Patrick name. I I I, don't <laughs> know. I, I can't do an Irish accent at all. No, I uh, can't. <laughs> well, that was that was half decent. Mine it sounds more like a Russian or Turkish accent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not oh, gonna no. try. Yeah. No. Yeah, but uh, uh what's it called? Uh, I actually found some non-alcoholic whiskey that I'm drinking today. From Whole okay. Foods, and I'm like, I'm enjoying it. I've had it described as I've heard I've heard it described as pine salt. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> All right, it, what does it taste like? Uh, Did I put it, okay, tell me I, it, put I, the I taste was, in your mouth. <laughs> I, I would say this one was a step above pine salt, but I can okay, I, like right. I, I would say this, I can tell it, where they got that pine from. <laughs> it's good pine salt, but it's a step above pine salt. Because there's something about whiskey where it's just smooth and you're like, oh, this is like a very, this like hits the spice and it, it just goes okay. down really well. And then this is just, it, it's just, it's all over the place. The palate's like, you have a spike here, you have a spike there, you got a spike over there. And you're still trying to figure out exactly like what you're tasting. So, okay. and yeah, I miss the smokiness. But I mean, it's either that or going back to, because right now I'm trying to train for a marathon relay and then also okay, for okay. Uh, a Spartan race. So trying to cut weight, trying to lose like fat and all that stuff. And that means no more alcohol as well to make sure my body's in tip top, body is in tip top shape. But um, there you go. Yeah. Well, good on yeah. You, but, uh, well, yeah. So 
point being, it's like today I've been drinking a lot of whiskey too and just trying to enjoy St. Patrick's Day sober <laughs> with <laughs> with pine salt tasting whiskey or a step above pine salt tasting whiskey. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. If I would just stick to ginger if you like drinking something that's non-alcoholic. Um, but um, yeah, did you uh, did you do you ever make like corned beef at all for St. Patrick's Day? No, no it's okay. A thing? I know yeah. it's Irish, but it's okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You make corned beef and then uh, uh, cabbage with potatoes, carrots, uh, and kind of uh, you can make it in an instant pot. You can bake it, and it's pretty oh. good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So. A little bit of cooking tips from uh, from us today, but uh, yeah, there happy St. Patrick's Day! Uh, Thank definitely, you. I appreciate I'll, it. I'll give you a virtual pit, pinch right now since you're not wearing green, <laughs> and then uh, no pants. Yeah, green. shoes are what color are these? Uh, are these green? These may be green. Uh oh, I can't tell. Is that green? Are these shoes green? No, 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 no. I'm I, I, okay. <laughs> My my screen is horrible right now. It just looks all gray to me. <laughs> that's funny. It, it's either green or brown. I can't tell. I mix up green and brown. So yeah, uh, that's funny. Well, yeah, I have a techie thing I want to talk about, mostly because it is currently distracting me. Like, okay. As we speak, at this very moment, um, I don't have an article for it, but um, to those of you who have Macintosh computers and Apple computers or Apple, oh yeah. Pff, uh, iPads, Apple, Macintosh iPads, computers, yeah. and, and iPads, yes. So yeah. uh, there has been updates, um, I believe it's 15.4 and 12.3 or 12.4, something like that. Anyway, latest uh, Mac update and latest iPad update. It allows you to do universal control. It is so cool. So basically, if you don't know what universal control is, it was announced last year at WWDC almost a full year ago. And it is a way, so you take your mouse and you slam it on the side of your screen <laughs> on your Mac. Yeah. And it will go over to your iPad. And then you are controlling your iPad. It's like Sidecar, but you're not, it's not an extension of your Mac screen. You're actually controlling your iPad with your keyboard and mouse from your Mac. So, and then you can go back and you can carry files between them. But here's what's really cool. This is what was distracting me. So... I have my iPad like on a little riser next to my Mac right now because I, I put our Discord chat and uh, uh, some text messages up in case my wife needs me for something. And whenever I go over to my iPad, so my iPad's up on a riser a little bit, and it's currently the screen is is it's not level with the top of my screen or the bottom. It's just kind of next to my my computer monitor. And when I go to the left. Uh, it's it's hard to describe, but when I go to the left on my screen, it comes out on the exact spot on my iPad. So it's like if you've ever used dual monitors that aren't quite the right resolution or whatever, it's hard, sometimes hard to like you can go over from one to the other and it jumps to the top of the screen right. or whatever just because the your display settings aren't right or whatever. Right. And it does not matter where I bring my mouse on this iPad. If I go at the bottom of the iPad, it comes out in the same place on my on my screen. If I try and go down too low, it won't cross over to the iPad screen. It has to it, it needs to be lined up. How do they That's know awesome. where that screen is in, in relation to my other screen? That is crazy. It's magic. It is, but That's it's really cool. impressive. Yeah. that I, I I literally just tried it out like 20 minutes before the show, so I have nothing else <laughs> to report other than how cool the cursor is. <laughs> but it's oh, really yeah. neat. 
Wait, did you just upgrade uh, your iPad to enable that, or? Yes, I the I, the uh, the update was today, I believe. So you okay. have to update your Mac and your iPad. Um, and if you do both, you'll you'll you have to enable universal control. It's a, a beta feature, but you have to enable it on your Mac, and then it just works between the two. It's really cool. Um, yeah. that's actually how we send you the link for our show. I I got the stream started, copied the link drug it over to discord and paste it and universal clipboard just pasted the link in which is really cool so yeah that's awesome the only thing that's not working is my mouse scroll wheel does not work on the ipad whenever it's connected to my mac so if i go over to the ipad and try and scroll through uh chat it's not working and i did a little google search and i saw that that's apparently this logitech software i use a logitech mouse and the software doesn't it makes it where it doesn't work on the iPad for some reason. I don't know why, but oh, okay, it's cool. Okay. It's handy. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was that was it as, as far as my follow up. I would have touched on that. Do you have any questions about it or anything? Is that because you use a Windows uh, machine, so that's probably not something you would have much interest in. I, I, well, I, I use uh, I do use uh, Mac for work, so I'm okay. actually I'm in the market for trying to get a, a Mac uh, an iPad actually for for work too. Okay. Yeah, so okay. uh, because uh, one of the things I like is just to have like a bigger device to like look at my messages and kind of track conversations and whatnot. My iPhone, my iPhone is kind of getting slow right now after the latest update because uh, there was a uh, vulnerability that came out a couple weeks ago or a week or two ago that I had to upgrade uh, my uh, my uh, okay. iOS device for. So yeah, and I still haven't up. I still haven't bought the the latest iPhone by the way, which okay. there's a new version of the iPhone coming out. So. I'm really lagging behind right now. Well, we could talk about that a little bit because they got the new color. You got the 13 green, and uh, we, I would do definitely when we talk about the Apple event a little bit. I'd like to see hear your thoughts on that. See if that's if, if you would, if you'd go green, if you're gonna hulk out for us. Yeah, no, you, you, we'll see. You could we'll see. you could we'll save we'll... it. You could save it for the, yeah, for the discussion you want. I, I was almost gonna answer, and I was just like, oh no, I'm not gonna answer right now. So uh, okay, all right, but, teasers, uh, teasers. Yeah. Teasers, yeah, exactly. You got to keep the hook going. You got to keep the mm-hmm. audience excited about what's That's going right. on. But, what's uh, he going to do? Exactly. Exactly. What am I going to do? But uh, one question I do have for you is, okay. do you see yourself using this on a daily basis? Does it seem like a feature that now that you have it at your fingertips that you'll use? Um, I don't use a Mac in general very often. I basically use it for recording podcast stuff or whatever. I try and find excuse to use it, but I use my iPad for so much. Um, so for what I use my Mac for, yeah, I, um, honestly, like right now, again, I have our chat window open here because when I'm recording, I have so much going on. I have the, I have a video call, I have Audacity recording, then I have our show notes and our articles up, then I have Twitter over here to, in case somebody tweets. Um, right, so right. I have a bunch going on, and then when I'm done recording, I do some edit, and then I put everything on the iPad to to do the 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 you know the cuts basically. And so I can absolutely see the universal control putting all my recordings from the Mac over to the iPad, uh, where previously I'd use AirDrop, so because you can just drag files over between the two as well. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so will I use it every day? No, but I absolutely plan to when it, when it's going to be handy, it's going to be really handy. Um, where I had to airdrop and do stuff that's not as convenient, this will just make things a lot simpler. I think if mm-hmm. I could use a Mac at work, that would be a different thing. Uh, I, I would be real interested then. But right as of right now, I use a Windows machine at work, and so it 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 maintains to be a novelty for me, but a pretty cool one that I I think I'm going to use. 
Yeah, yeah. It seems like a pretty cool feature. I think that's one thing that I'll try to do. Uh, but, you know, one of the things I just realized right now as we were speaking is that if you work at a company that allows you to have a Mac, most of the time mm. they don't let you upgrade to the latest version depending on what your function is. As, oh, uh, really? Yeah, because some 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 tech tools uh, break on the latest versions. and it's Makes just, sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the same thing on Windows. I'm on Windows 10 still at work. I mean, we've had Windows 11 out for five, six months. I would be shocked if we get Windows 11 um, by the end of the year. Uh, we might. I don't know, but I, I'd be surprised. Oh, <laughs> this is actually a good article about uh, Windows 11 that I got to talk to you about. I don't know if you Ooh, saw it. Okay. Uh, no, did you, you want to say anything else about uh, universal control before we nope, move on? I'm fine, mo- I'm fine moving on. That's totally fine. I just wanted to, uh, like, ooh, the, if you wondered what I was looking at, this is so cool. It was, yeah. I'm sorry, my mouse go back and forth between the screens. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, for real, though, because you were, you were so excited that you added it to the show notes, and I was like, oh, wow, there we go. We're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like I saw exclamation marks after it, too. Like, yes, it's finally here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, did, did you hear that uh, Windows 11 is going to, it's contemplating, and I think, I don't know if they made a decision yet, but they might put ads in the File Explorer uh, window? No, but that's dumb. They, they, I think yeah. they, they've been doing ads for in the start menu for a little while now, right? Like where you put, right. the, like, try out this game or whatever. Right. And I do not like that direction because Apple's done that too. Like, hey, you know, we're doing, you bundle in our Apple Music and whatever, and Windows I can understand a little bit more because they're giving Windows away for free for most people, so they got to make their funds back somehow. And we can talk a little bit about this in a second. Um, but Microsoft's starting to lose in some areas. Um, like I said, we, I don't want to hijack your topic, but no, as no, an go example, ahead. I work, I work in a big bank, and you know we got a, a not, I say big bank, a, a decent sized bank for where I'm at. We employ, you know over 6,000 people. So we're, you know, decent sized. Um, mm-hmm. We've used Microsoft forever. And we just got a notification today that uh, later on in the year, we're switching to Google. Uh, we're going to do in cloud-based uh, documents. Uh, I think we're still going to use Teams, but we're going to switch to Google Docs, Google uh, uh, Sheets, presentation, all that stuff. We're going cloud, you know, going mm-hmm. Google Drive. We're doing them for everything. And I'm like, Microsoft, you're losing a bank. Because yeah. your cloud service is inferior to Google, uh, Microsoft Office is their bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. That is a problem <laughs> if they can't keep uh, business. And I, I didn't realize that apparently, um, I think in the article, I may be wrong, I, it's a work article, so I can't link to it, but I think I read that uh, in that article that they said Google Google is actually using like 59% of businesses or something like that they're, they're for their work suites, and which mm-hmm. is crazy. They're starting to eat Microsoft's lunch, and that's a problem for Microsoft. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, Microsoft, you know, they, I, I, I think they, I think the issue with Microsoft that I have is there's like, how, how do I put this in a way that makes a lot of sense? So, you know, we're with respect to we were just talking about universal control with uh, Apple. Mm-hmm. That it, that kind of inherently forces you to be on an Apple ecosystem to take advantage of that. You're you're not going to necessarily get a Samsung, uh, what's it called Galaxy tablet and use that for universal control because it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, so there, you kind of are you you're kind of forced to uh, to take advantage of the ecosystem if you want to take advantage of all the features of that ecosystem. Yes. So. 
bringing that over to Microsoft, I feel like Microsoft tries to do the same thing, and it, it does so unsuccessfully. Uh, so, for yes. example, uh, like their browser, Edge, is actually just Chrome, or is I think it's Chromium actually, just yes, rebranded as Edge. Yeah. So it's Chromium rebranded as Edge, which is interesting because it's like, oh, it's a totally different browser. You wouldn't know, but they try to bring it over to their side. And instead of, I mean, it makes sense from a branding aspect, aspect but mm-hmm. I think what they try to do too much is they try to like connect things too much to the point where it, it doesn't make any sense. And a, a better example, I would say, is like their Azure offering, their cloud service, which is like a competitor to Google Cloud or to Amazon AWS web services. Uh, so if you want to take advantage of that with respect and, and take advantage of Microsoft Office and the federation there with respect to like all the services that they offer, it's pretty much like all together. There's no separation of uh, security. There's no yeah. super- separation of privileges. And from a security aspect, that's a problem. That's kind of like you, you almost got to be careful of what you give people just based because you need to give them this, but you can't but at the same time you unintentionally or intentionally, but reluctantly have to give them access to this. So I think um, overall, Microsoft has an issue of just, I think they're trying to build an ecosystem, but it's, it's like comparing Marvel to DC where <laughs> Marvel is like, does, does a great job of building an ecosystem, like a, a universe. DC is stumbling. Uh, but at the same time, they make good movies. Like the Batman is apparently yep. an awesome movie, uh, which I still haven't seen yet. So please, no spoilers. No, no one, no one tweet at me any spoilers at all, please. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for it to come at HBO. <laughs> same here, same here. I was like, uh, if it's gonna come out in April, why go to the theater for? I can just sit exactly. here in my pajamas and watch it with my wife. So, uh, but yeah, that's a great. Oh, man, there's so much good stuff to talk about today. Uh, we might need a two-part episode for this one. I know, uh, right? But, and, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's my point. I, I, I think I'm going to cut it off there because, just like we, like I said, there's a lot to talk about today. And I, I think Microsoft is just, like, fumbling. Uh, and they just, just don't do a good job of just, like, building an ecosystem, you know? Um, I'll give you a supporting statement on that, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, yeah go so ahead. So I'm, I'm a Microsoft 365 subscriber. Um, we got it initially for... Um, for wife to use for she's running a little business for a bit. Um, she doesn't do it anymore, but we still use Excel and Word a lot, and uh, and so it's still worth us to do the subscription. And I have made use of the cloud service. So um, 365 gives you access to Word and Excel and a whole bunch of stuff, which it's actually it's a pretty good value if you make use of Microsoft Office. But mm-hmm. one thing that's really cool is you get a terabyte of uh, OneDrive storage for free and uh, or included in the in the cost of the subscription, and that's really cool. I use the heck out of that. I have like 150, 200 uh, gigs uh, using right now, just backing up various things. Uh, it plugs into my Mac really nice. Uh, it works out well. Mm-hmm. And but from what I can tell, I now granted I haven't researched it super deep, but from what I can tell, if I run out of storage, I can't increase that terabyte of storage from what I can tell, I can't pay an extra five, 10 bucks a month to get two terabytes or whatever. I'm just hosed, I guess. I don't know. I have to dig into it a little bit. I may be wrong, but I just tried to look into see like, Oh, what happens if I fill this up? And it looks like I'm just kind of like, well, thanks for using Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
you know, everybody else you can like pay more as long as your wallet's open. We'll we'll be happy to give you more storage if you just open up your wallet. And so that, that I think that's a good example of you know it's included in Microsoft Office, which is a good deal. But then what happens if I want more? Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I, I oh I I kind of wonder. I'm curious as to like like what the design thoughts are there. You know, because yeah. everyone else, like you said, they have that as a feature if you want to increase storage it's an easy way to make more money why not have that available to you but uh for some reason i feel like things like that i see quite often from microsoft where you kind of scratch your head and you're like why do you guys do it like that for i'm still trying to understand that and it doesn't make any sense and um yeah it's just interesting but uh yeah it's funny too because i think everyone right now and we talked about this in the in the past but i think everyone right now is trying to figure out how to like establish a platform that they can control because yep. that's where Meta got bit in the butt by in a sense that they do have Facebook, they do have Instagram, but at the same time, they don't necessarily control the platform, the medium that you like watch. You, you, they don't control the laptop or the operating system or what you see that on. So they, they're limited uh, by what they can get from that. So I think everyone is trying to see what they can get from that. And I think... Maybe this might be a play from by Microsoft to be able to say, hey, let's figure out what ads people click on. Let's find another way to get more information from people because our browser and our search engine are not the best right now. Um, Bing is actually pretty, <laughs> doing pretty well, decent. It's not bad. Is it? But yeah. I, don't, I think so. Um, but yeah. I, I see... I see a lot of people talking about Bing and usually it's like the Bing rewards are pretty good and, and, and not the search. And uh, to me, I think Microsoft could do something making a duck, duck go type search engine that doesn't like, isn't super creepy on your, on your search habits. I think Microsoft would be better off pivoting that way towards privacy as opposed to rewards. I don't know. I also, if they could just make their search better, that would be great. Cause but that's the other thing too. Google search is just such a dumpster fire right now. Google's not great either. Um, right now, I mean, like everything you search is ads, and then it's just all a bunch of. Uh, when you get into articles, it's all a bunch of SEO stuff, like just generated nonsense. I mean, have you tried doing a a Google search recently? Where like I'm looking for the best whatever, 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 and it's just trash. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. But you know, I, I I actually don't really run into that problem because I, I I don't know why. I always I, I I kind of like I always use a quote, so I always try to use in URL and different ah, things like okay. that, that to kind of make sure that I, I I kind of target my search so that I'm not like going all over the place. So that's why I don't see that, that as sense. often. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you you should give us a Google you should give us a Google search uh, lesson sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Yeah, it's funny because uh, it's something that I, I I learned in college, and then ever since then it's just been awesome for me because especially in my industry, Stack Overflow or uh, what's it called yeah. Medium might have a solution for me. So, yeah. Yep, but yep. uh, yeah, I, I think that. But I, I feel like the two problems are a little bit different in the sense that one is a Microsoft problem, and the mm-hmm. other one is more of users who, like people are just trying to like take advantage of Google, which. I almost kind of feel like Google should just change their algorithm again and find a way to just like screw those people who are trying to take advantage of their platform, you know, because I think that might be it. 
and it's so it's so frustrating because I can I, I can respect somebody who's wanting to do a website like hey I'm going to target some SEO because this is relevant to these things and then you got bad actors who just like mm, dump it on there and then we're going to have it paid for with Google Ads it's like come on y'all y'all are y'all are making this bad for everybody maybe Web three will fix it I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, that was a great episode, by the way. That was a good yeah. conversation. We yeah, got to revisit that one of these days. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. But at any rate, well, I think uh, talking about the uh, the synergy of hardware and software would lead well into talking about the Exynos twenty two hundred chip uh, from Samsung that powers their phones in some places. How it compares to the Snapdragon eight Gen one. Um, uh, Android Authority links to some car- comparable benchmarks, and uh, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, Man, that's poor. I, I feel bad for Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you want to you want to dig into that a little bit? You're, there's some there's some good numbers in there. I don't know if you had a chance to to look uh, look over. I think this was the article I was reading where I was just like, uh, I'm trying to space that in is and a space lot of numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of numbers, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh let's see. Uh where's okay. Yeah. Uh this pre it is all right, but then it, like the A15 is just kicking everyone everyone's butt though. Yeah. I mean, no one no one can compete with Apple. It seems on most on most of these uh most benchmarks. Uh, one thing that was interesting the graphics benchmarks on Apple is not as uh, is they're they're not competitive on a couple of them, or they're mid tier on a couple of them. But it's the CPU, man. That that CPU is just bonkers. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see what you mean now. So I'm I'm actually taking a look at the graphs right now, and let me compare it. So yeah, I mean, what do you think about it? As I'm trying to catch up right now. In most instances, the the Exynos uh, is not as efficient, and it is also not doesn't hit the same numbers as the snapdragon now none of them as we talked about are are comparable to apple in most instances especially on the cpu but man it's exynos has been a has been kind of a dog the last couple of you know last couple of generations you know there for a while they were more efficient they were more powerful than snapdragon and, and qualcomm really has just come out swinging over the last probably three or four years and Exynos. And now again, here's the thing. It's not bad, like, but it it's more of a Snapdragon is just that good. <laughs> and, and, and they're really just coming to town on Samsung. Here's what, here's a couple things that are interesting reading through these graphs though, that, um, that, that I'm, I'm going to be a little bit all over the place. Uh, the pixel and their tensor processor, is way down the list on every metric and they're using a Samsung processor. You know, Google, you know, they had their own specs, but Samsung is the one who put the processor together for them and it is not competitive <laughs> with Samsung no, not at all. even which is which is interesting. Uh, like compare it to the S21 or the S22 um and and even still it's like it's not competitive on single core or, or multi core. It's not competitive on GPU. It's just it's down the list on everything. Um, so that was, that was surprising to me. I really expected it to be pretty well on par and that's not what we got. Yeah, no, it's kind of surprising. And then also, but you know, even a Snapdragon though, it seems like the endurance of the Snapdragon is not the best. Just, uh, looking at the article and reviewing it. 
I've heard a lot of reviewers talking about that too. Is the um, the Gen One seems to eight, eight Gen One or whatever it's called seems to run hot and not be super efficient. Um, it's kind of gives me like the eight ten vibes from you know, a few years back where uh, the eight ten was would run hot and and just you know not not be super powerful because it's just getting thermal throttled. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's interesting because like the Exynos, it's good to like the twenty. It's kind of interesting because it's like, uh, I'm okay with GPU, for example. It's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Degrade, degrade, degrade. Come back up, and it degrades. But then, yeah, the the Snapdragon is just like, after about the fifth run, just sharp decline. So that's interesting yeah. to see. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It doesn't like Snapdragon compared to the Exynos just doesn't come close. Snapdragon just blows it out of the water. Which is kind of yeah. interesting because, like you said, like Snap, Samsung makes the chip themselves, so yep. that's kind of an interesting point right there. But um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, I, you know, all of this. I, I I'm glad that they included the stress test here too, and that like the yeah. endurance. Yeah, I was just gonna say because anything can do burst of of a bajillion watts or what or a bajillion whatever CPU, and then and then you know, and after half a second, it comes to real performance. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I like the stress test as well. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, it looks like uh, one of the things I like that uh, Android Authority did is they included several different phones that had the Gen Eight uh, or the yes. the Eight Gen One. So that's pretty awesome to see. I mean, that Find X Five is just the Opal the the Opal Find Five. Excuse me, Find X Five. That's a tongue twister. Uh, yes. It, it is just kicking butt, though. It, it, it's just that Red blue. Magic too. Both Red Magic as well. Find X- yeah, yeah. They're both uh, the endurance on the Red Magic was really, really good. Um, I think the Red Magic Seven is a gaming phone, if I'm not mistaken, and they have a fan to keep the keep things cool. If I if if that's the phone I'm thinking about, and so that would make sense that it would do better on the stress test versus maybe right. some of the burstier things because that that fan keeping things cold. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. It- that's interesting. So that means it's like uh, the processor needs a little bit of TLC then to, to run yeah, well, yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting. But, I mean, overall, really excited to see Snapdragon just blow it out of the water like that. Uh, like you said, it did uh, it did beat uh, the iPhone, the, the A15, on uh, GPU uh, for mm-hmm. all of them, all three versions of it, regardless of the phone. But yeah, for the 3D Mark and the GFX uh, bench. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see that. I, I, I think it's an interesting device uh, or interesting processor. Uh, but you know, the funny thing is, it's like I'm I, like I said, I'm glad to include the stress test because that's where I'm looking. That's what I'm looking for. It's like okay, like I can't do my high intensive AR game playing on this phone as 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 it probably will not. It might be a better experience on an iPhone compared to this device long term. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's also one of those things that these phones are so powerful now. I mean, all of them. Yeah. iPhone, Android, Exynos, Snapdragon. When it all comes down to it, you're probably going to be fine no matter what. New batteries are getting bigger, so your battery life is going to be better. I mean, we're, it's not it's not the same kind of uh, conversations we're, we're having you know, three, four years ago where, you know, getting through the day was a huge deal. And, like, now, you know, my phone, like... I routinely plug in it and my phone's at 56% every day. It's like, I could probably get two days out of it. I'd be a little nervous getting to the end, but most of the time I could get two days out of my phone most likely. And, and that's the case I think on a lot of people's phones, except for ones with really small phones. 
or ones with really old phones like myself because my phone it just dies at the end of the day <laughs> well then, you know talking about more modern stuff you know that's for sure yeah no yeah yeah the 6s right yeah yeah 6s so what that's five years old now four years old now so oh, no no no, no, no. Um, what? Uh, 7, 8, 10, 10S, 11, 12, 13. So that's six years. Right? Yeah, 7, uh, 8. Oh, yeah. Seven, eight, 7, 8, 10S, 11, 12, 13. No, five years. Five wow. Years because no, no, uh, no. I forgot 8 and 10 were at the same time. You know, you're right. Uh, what's it called? Uh, September 9, September the 9th, uh, 2015. So yep. it has been six years. Uh, almost. Yeah, almost six years. You're right. Yeah, so uh, actually, go. it'll be seven years this year. Seven years. So uh, my phone yeah, is math, six years. You know. <laughs> <laughs> math. No. Oh, but, good times. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's old. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, I need to get an updated phone, which is you want to talk about that next? Or is there something else on your mind to talk about before we get to that? Okay, let's do, let's. This is just real brief. This um, the Verge linked to um a, a tweet from Minchi Kuo, um, uh, who is a very reliable leaker. He's saying that uh, iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max will have the newest A16 chips, but the regular models will still be rocking an A15, which is what's in the current 13. Uh, and that's interesting. Because Apple has not done different chips in their phones, uh, you know they differentiated with different cameras and that kind of stuff. So this will be a very interesting direction um, for Apple if they go that route to put the the 15 in the regular phones and then the 16 in the Pros. I've heard a few people yeah. theorize that it may be due to chip constraints um, potentially, but. Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you think about that? Is that something that would would push you into a pro or push you back to a thirteen? If you were in the market in September, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, so personally, I usually go for the pros anyway. But okay. if I were to consider, I don't think so. I think if I were a consumer who just was casual, I I, I mm-hmm. think I would just go for the fourteen as is. I wouldn't be forced or yeah. uh, motivated to upgrade to the four, uh, to the pro. Because if you think about it, it's probably a long time coming. The pros are starting to get yeah. way more powerful, way more advanced. It's just it feels like they are trying to really cater towards the professional crowd, the, the crowd that just wants, mm-hmm. wants to take their iPhone that one step further. And well, and Apple wants you to buy the pro phones. They don't want you to buy the regulars. <laughs> and at yeah. this point. Yeah, the mini, the seven hundred dollar mini has the same chip as the eleven hundred dollar, you know, Pro Max phone, and and if you're somebody who is looking at these devices, then they're like, well, shoot, why would I, why would I buy the eleven hundred dollar phone? This little tiny thing will fit in my pocket better. It'll be lighter. It's way cheaper. It has the same processor. Why would I want to get the big one? And you have to yeah. really sell the big one. Right yeah. now, hey, the big one is way faster. You get the cameras, you get the the better build quality, and this and that. I mean, you're gonna get a lot more for it. So, um, unrelated question, or it is a related question. Do you think they'll raise the prices on the pros um, if they only put the new chips in the pros? I mean, right now, to be honest, I think so. Everything, everyone is trying to use inflation as a as a motivation to increase costs. So why not? 
this is this falls under that. But in all seriousness, I, I I can't see why not. I mean, I I would I would expect so. I mean, like we discussed before, this whole situation in Europe, uh, neon is a big big part of yeah. computer chips or just chips uh, chips in general. So I I can't see how they won't factor that into just rising costs, uh, and especially with a new chip that's coming out. I would I would say yeah, why not? Yeah, and especially since on the premium side of things, you know, Samsung's doing the Ultra phone for $1,200 at the base model and this kind of stuff. In a lot of instances, Apple is not the most expensive. You know, they are, they are you know, right mid-pack <laughs> yeah. in a lot of instances, which is crazy. You know, they started yeah. the $1,000 phone trend and all the other manufacturers said, we can do $1,000 phones, $1,100, $1,200, whatever, you know, and... And then here's Apple, like, yeah, $1,000. <laughs> like, we're worth yeah. $1,000. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> You're selling a $1,600 display. Here's a spoiler. Uh, yeah, <laughs> coming exactly. Up for the Apple event. You're selling a $1,600 display, just a display. And you're going to sell your premium phone for $1,000. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm cool with it. I don't want to spend more money, but uh, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> so, I know yeah, it I is. Agree. I, think, it I is. think prices could go up 100 bucks easily uh, coming yeah. up for the pro models. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that that was going to influence that. That is going to influence that. So I can see that happening. But yeah, it's crazy because I I feel like uh, this the other devices you're just paying for their R and D because I feel like Apple, yeah. especially with their iPhones, they're just rolling. They're just like we're we have we have like consistency going. Uh, I, I I like that they're focusing on the chip more. And improving the the the, like the the a the a's and I like the the neural processor uh, on yeah. the chip itself, and then also the 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 M ones as well too. And it's like, dude, that's awesome. I think that's that's great. That's what you need to do. So they're doing it. There, I mean, it might not be as seen as something else. Like, uh, oh, you get like a a phone that could transform into a human robot or something like that. <laughs> but it's still something to see. You wanna you wanna jump into it? Let's talk about the Apple event. I mean, we don't necessarily have to spend a ton of time. You know, yeah. we've been talking for a while already. Yeah. And this is week and a half old news, but um, Apple event. I got to watch it live, and man, there were some good surprises. I, I I was taking these notes live, as you can see. So there's lots of you know exclamation points and smiley faces and boos and things like this uh, <laughs> and, and happiness. Um, but it was great. It was a lot of fun. Did you watch it from a lounge or something, or how did you did you just watch it by yourself? Yeah, I just watched it by myself. So I was um I took my lunch break and they 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 did it right at lunch time. So I I threw up it on my iPad and had to I had Docs open on one side and I had Twitter in my slide over and I'm just watching the event and I'm like ooh taking notes down and <laughs> yeah I don't usually get to watch some live so it just worked out well this go around and. The stuff that we expected was the mo- the least exciting. You know, the iPhone SE coming out and it supports 5G and the price went up a little bit. And you know, if that's if that's what you if that's the uh, device that you want, then hey, you're gonna get a good deal. It's gonna be an SE. Nothing surprising at all. Yeah, pretty cool yeah. stuff. You can get it in very bright red. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I heard that. I saw that. I know. It's pretty crazy. By the way. Uh, Hopefully next year, like or next event, actually, we should have like mm-hmm. a little lounge or something, maybe sponsor and just have people watch it all together. Hopefully, I won't have fun. meetings during that time. 
because this time around, yeah, I had meetings throughout the whole time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, my gosh. I'm all over the place today. Usually <laughs> <sighs> that's me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, part of the problem is, is I've been up since 5 o'clock my time. So, oh. yeah. But uh, so I'm trying to keep hello it right daylight now. savings. I, I mean, yeah, this is like the first episode after daylight savings time. So it's it's great times, great times. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, back on point. But uh, yeah, it was a great event. I think uh, a lot of good devices. The iPhone SE. Uh, it was interesting. Five G hasn't really been wide, widely adopted quite yet, right? I haven't kept up with that. I mean, there's a, millimeter wave is coming out. I've got five G millimeter wave on. Uh, where I'm at here in the middle of nowhere. Okay, cool. And most places it seems like it's coming out, but honestly, I can't tell that big a difference. It's not that much faster, and I wasn't really, you know, LTE, I wasn't choking for speed on LTE. It was fine. So ultimately, meh, don't care. <laughs> um, I yeah. Think, I, th- I think the SE just went 5G as a result of using the newer Prasless or using the A15. Um, and, you know, hey, it, it's, it's going to be well-supported. Like I said, right now you, sir, are using a six-year-old phone, uh, <laughs> the new SE is going to be supported for a very long time. And for somebody spending $400 and they could potentially get five or six years out of their phone, that's phenomenal. That's an incredible value. So for the right people, that's a great phone. Um, it's a great I just, phone. Yeah. I like, I, I like the fancier ones, but you know, you know, not poo pooing on, on it <laughs> by any means, but you know, well, that's the, that's the techie in us, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a good phone for, if you just need a phone, it's funny though because yeah. I feel like uh, it, the, there was like for a certain period of time, there was this desire for a cheaper iPhone because every iPhone was a thousand dollars. It was expensive, and then I, it, then they came out with these kind of phones, and it's yeah. like okay, this is great, uh, but uh, I don't really know anyone who usually gets those phones uh, personally. Same. I wonder uh, if they do better outside the United States where there's less subs- uh, subsidi- subsidies. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, in, in a world where in a world where you can get <laughs> free phones <laughs> by trading yeah. an old one. I I mean, I have a coworker right now who, who has an iPhone 11, and she doesn't need a new phone. But her mm-hmm. phone is crapping out on the battery. And I'm like, is that phone paid for? She's like, yeah. Trade it in and get a 13. But I don't need yeah. a new phone. I didn't say you needed a new phone, but you can get one for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's way better battery. Like I just mentioned, my phone, I go to bed every night at 56% battery. Uh, so, yeah, trade it and get something new. There's no reason not to um, yeah. in, in a lot of instances. So why why pay 400 bucks? I mean, like I said, it's good for if you're on a like a pay-as-you-go plan. or But otherwise, most people aren't on pay-as-you-go. Most people are on AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. And then they can get their phones mm-hmm. for free with subsidies. So it... There's not, not, not a lot of incentive to get a cheap phone, but yeah, I, I feel like, like I said, ultimately, again, some people want to get a cheaper phone or some people want a smaller phone. That's the other subset of people. There's people who just want the Touch ID and they don't want Face ID. I don't understand those people, but <laughs> they do. There's, there's, there's <laughs> some that want that because it's familiar. Um, yeah. I, man, I, I, to me, once you go swiping, once you start swiping, even my wife, who's not super tech, tech savvy, I think even she has gotten used to it and she likes doing the swipes and everything versus the buttons. So mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, honey. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, it, everyone has their desires and what they like about a cell phone. And 
If they like the yeah. the touch ID rather than the face ID, then that's yeah. But it, it's interesting. I I think I think for the most part, a lot of people. It's kind of like when I was watching the event the day after. I I noted okay, cool. It came up in that seat, but it was almost like okay, awesome. Let's get to the good stuff for me as I watch as I as I was watching that. Uh, yes. Let's let's get to some of the good stuff because. Uh, as great as the iPhone SE is, and uh, as like you said, if you don't have subsidies to kind of support sh- buying an iPhone, it's a great option. It's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing like groundbreaking new, if that makes sense with respect to the SEs. And I'd agree. Even the same goes for the iPad Air. Um, they got a they announced a new iPad Air, and I'm the iPad Air user of the group as well. It's like, it, but. Uh, I don't. I don't need it. it. It's a good improvement if you're in the market and you don't already have an iPad. Um, they got they put the M1 in there, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. They kept the price the same, which is awesome. Five ninety nine. They improved yeah. the speed on their USB C uh, port that's on there, which is cool. Um, a, a new blue color option, which is a little better than the pale blue that they have now. Cool. Um, otherwise, it's exactly the same as the other iPad still uses the uh, same Apple Pencil. Still has the same awful 64 gig starting storage <laughs> option. I'm like, you couldn't go, uh, bump it up yeah. to 128 Apple. Come on. 64 yeah. gigs is criminal <laughs> for a yeah. $600 tablet. That's ridiculous. Come on. Especially in this day and age. 128 gigs minimum. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Storage is cheap. Yeah. So just prepare to spend $750 to go up to 256 gigs. And then. You're in the market for potentially an a iPad Pro, mm-hmm. so because the iPad Pro 11 inch is eight hundred dollars, so that's where it gets a little bit tricky. But yeah, it's tricky. That, I mean, it's it, it's fine. It's tricky, <laughs> but it, it's fine. Like there's there's nothing wrong with it by any means. But it, it's it's just fine. Like like it's not it's. Like I, I'm not gonna sell my iPad Air so I can upgrade to an M1. I'm like it's, it, I don't need it. It's fine. Um, really? Because I, I, when I was watching it, I, I thought the M1 was probably the thing that got me really excited. Because oh, I yeah? am looking okay. for an iPad, and I was like, oh, okay, oh, well, yeah. Cause, yeah, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily need like a full, like an iPad Pro or just a regular iPad. I just yeah. need something like a device. And yeah. Air was like, oh, okay, that's awesome. I get the M1. Just like that. Now I agree yep. with you. Now that you talk about the storage, and I, I don't know why I didn't have your voice in my head when they brought up storage. <laughs> I would have been like, "Oh, Patrick is not going to be happy about this." Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a great point because sixty-four gigs is not enough right now. I mean, no. I run into issues. Actually, some of my family members run into issues on their phones with sixty-four gigs. So that's like that's yep. scarlet letter. You do not touch that. Don't even look at that yep. anymore. But um, yep. yeah, I, I thought it was cool. I mean, so you, you want to be enticed at all to get it, the M1 at all? No. Okay. No, I'm I'm my my I my limits on my iPad is strictly storage. Um, I never feel like my processor slow. It's snappy. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that would tip me to a new iPad right now is if the iPad Pro 11 inch. Um, were to update with mini LED, like the the twelve point nine, and mm-hmm. then I might look very closely at the eleven inch. But otherwise, and and that get and that's and even still, it have to be 
the price would have to be the same and all this kind of stuff for me to really want to consider switching because I really like my iPad and and I don't know if mini LED is really enough to switch me over because I'm going to talk a little bit about this when we talk about the studio display, which I've teased once and <laughs> I'm going to tease again. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big display snob. I've mentioned mm-hmm. this before, but I can't tell the difference between an LCD and an OLED on, an, on my phone. Hmm. I can yeah. tell if you're looking at a pure black screen and like, oh, look, you know that, that does look a little better. Like if you see them next to each other, I can't really tell the difference. Like I went from the 11 that had an LCD screen to the 13, and I can tell the 13 is a little bit better. And it, in reality, a display nerd would look at it and say, that's way better. Yeah. I can't really tell. Like it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm not a display nerd. And so... I don't know that I would want to switch just because it has mini LED and the tech tech YouTube YouTuber guys say it's so much better. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, yeah. I say no poo poo to people who who do see it. I like I said, if you're one of those guys who are very sensitive on display, then you're probably going to love that. But me, yeah, I'm just not. And as as nerdy as I am on some stuff, I'm not nerdy on that on displays at all. It's like, I, does it show me the stuff? And does it, you know? look good enough for me then cool then that's fine <laughs> right no i agree i full hardly agree because yeah okay. well i do care about refresh rate though i was i would admit that i do care yeah i do like the 120 hertz on my phone i do notice that when i get on my ipad and, and it feels janky and crappy and that i would consider a uh going to a pro for the 120 hertz but again as of right now, if i was buying a new ipad and i was bumping up storage i probably would have went with the pro 11 inch just for, yeah. the, for knowing what I know now on the on the screen refresh side, but I didn't. So yeah, <laughs> now it's like if I was to upgrade it, I would probably go for the 120 hertz for the screen refresh. Um, but like, uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not paying 800 bucks for 120 hertz right now. I when my phone is, or my iPad works just fine. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And yeah, yeah I fully understood. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like like you said. I mean, other than for me, the M1, I thought it was a pretty like the word that came into my head was pedestrian, in a sense that there was something that stuck out. It wasn't an amazing wow, this great uh, reaction to that. So um, yeah, yeah. But uh, the juicy stuff, they were just kind of buttering buttering us up for the juicy stuff that came out a little bit later. And uh, let's see what uh, what else came out during uh, the event. So. You want to talk about it? Because you have hinted at this twice already. Or no, 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 no. There's something else for us. The Mac. Let's talk the Mac. The Mac was huge. Yeah. I was not expecting them to announce a new chip and a brand new desktop Macintosh computer. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't need one, but it's crazy. Yeah. No one was expecting. There was no real leaks or rumors about a new um, now, let me rephrase. There have been some leaks and rumors about a mini pro computer, like a a a, a Mac Pro that was going to be smaller or whatever, and that's probably what this ended up being. But mm-hmm. it wasn't rumored for this event. Like, everybody was talking about probably going to get MacBook Airs, maybe a MacBook Pro refresh. Um, right. You know, it was looking really boring. And they said, let's talk about the chip. And they're like, whoa, what? And then they talk about the M1 Ultra that is two M1 Maxes, sewed together <laughs> yeah and that was super cool so cool and yeah. this thing 
it screams the the ultra basically is twice as fast and in some cases many times fa- uh, faster than the current mac pro um in almost every metric the only thing that it's not competitive with the mac pro on is ram because you're limited by the m1 architecture so the maximum ram you can get is 120 only get is 128 gigs yeah <laughs> whereas a mac pro i think you can max out at like one and a half terabytes of ram of ram <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so it's not competitive there but it's competitive on graphics it's you know crushes them on cpu of course it's not expandable um that was one thing that kind of stuck in my crawl a little bit on the on the event they they're hyping up the modularity and this thing is not modular i'm seeing some, no, no, i actually no. saw I saw a tweet from Marquez Brownlee um, who specifically was like, I can't even open this. I can't even open up the case to clean the fan vent. You know, it's yeah. like, this is, you know, this is not modular in the least. Um, but other than that, it looks cool. It's a Mac mini basically stacked on three. <laughs> the yeah. Mac Studio is like, it's like, it looks really cool. And I would honestly say, it's not cheap, but it's pretty reasonable for what you're getting. Yeah. Um, so two thousand dollars yeah. gets you a Max, which is what's in the um, the top end MacBook Pros, and I, I don't know how many gigs of RAM it starts you off with, but it, the, the base metal, in my opinion, is pretty darn good. Yeah, it's thirty two gigs of RAM, so that's pretty good. I it's mean, not that's bad. Just start, yeah, not yeah. bad at all. For two thousand dollars, it's great. That's a great deal. And then yeah. uh, so it for an Apple up. computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right? Oh my gosh. I know it's funny because uh it's looking at laptops last week just to kind of check out the market. And then uh you you look at all the laptops, you're like, okay, it's like twelve hundred, eight hundred, around that range. And then you get to uh MacBooks and you're like, oh, okay, here we go. Or not MacBooks, but yeah. excuse me, MacBook Pros. Uh oh, but, yeah. yeah. Two thousand yeah. dollars starting price. Exactly. Two thousand dollars. It's a, it's kind of a reasonable starting price. I mean, it's kind of reasonable. I mean, it's not reasonable. It's I think it's sixteen gigs and five twelve gigs of storage and a pro, uh, an M one pro. So it's not awful, but it's pretty high. I mean, two grand two grand is a lot of money for a laptop. Yeah, whereas two grand for a studio like this, I think that's awesome. I mean, I you're agree. either getting this thing's 20... a monster. Yeah, it is. It's great. And then like uh, I like the ultra. Now the ultra, the M1 Ultra version of that is coming out to like uh, four thousand dollars, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're actually getting the the super duper chip, the Ultra is is real expensive. It's real. It's it's very capable. It's I would say it's worth it with quotation marks for what you're getting. <laughs> um, but I I would never. I'd have no need for such nonsense. I'm I'm using I'm using my iPad Pro or my iPad Air with its A14 just fine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on, on my podcast editing, I don't need a, a studio, but no, you know, it like it, it, basically none, nothing at this event was for me. Uh, um, aside from maybe some of the cool Apple TV yeah. <laughs> shows that's going on, yeah. But but I can respect the people who've been waiting for a long time for something like this Mac Studio and this Mac, uh, the Studio Display that they announced because there's some really cool stuff in there for sure for the people who've been waiting for it. Um, mm-hmm. And I am happy for you if that if you guys are one of those people you or AK or whoever, <laughs> um, it just wasn't for me necessarily. But I'm really excited because it's really cool. There was some good stuff in there. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sorry, it's, uh, I mean, your studio? <laughs> Sadly, nah. you're in the market for a laptop, but yeah. No, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I saw the price tag on that, and I was just like, good. Like like you, it's like, this is good, but not for me. I am going to yeah. look with... Hard pass. Uh, yeah, hard pass. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, I mean, going back to the Ultra, I, I love that the, the fact that they just took two Ultra, uh, two M1s, and just said, hey, M1 Max, actually, and just said, hey, let's yeah. connect them and just have, like, a, a, a pretty much a, a single chip, a, a single... Well... A single die, uh, but two chips yeah. on the die. So that's pretty cool to see. And then, uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. It, like, it, it's funny because that's uh, that it's kind of taking like a new concept and re- and redoing it. Because back in the early two mm. thousands, late nineties, uh, we had like the, the the processors, like the Pentium processors and whatnot. And we were wondering how are we going to continue to do and push past Moore's law. And yeah. And around that time, that's when we said, hey, let's just put more cores on it. Uh, we just got to figure out how the cores can connect to the memory via the bus. But let's just do that. And then that has been the trend. And then now you're like, okay, let's take two processors and then have them work in concert. And it's, it's yeah. a pretty cool concept because you're you're pretty much having two independent independent processors work together. And it, 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 it'd be interesting to see how they work together and how they're able to balance the workload and kind of allow you to take yeah. advantage of their power, so. Yeah, I mean the the because as fast as they, I think they said the com- the communication layer between the two because again effectively the ultra is two maxes sewed together, and I mm-hmm. think they said the communication between those two, um, the speed is like one and a half terabytes a second. So I mean it's I mean incredible amounts of data that can talk between those two processors um instantly and it's incredible what they what they did there um which is also why it's expensive because it's hard to machine that kind of stuff and so uh and pardon the rumble uh the the rain has started so um, yeah but yeah it's it is incredible what they did there and what's even funnier is they're not done um they you know teased at the end like hey you know this is the last chip in the m1 family but we still have one transition uh one piece of our transition left to go we got the mac pro still left and you're like mm-hmm. what are you gonna put in the mac pro <laughs> you just gonna yeah. put another ultra i mean i I'm, I'm hoping that they'll bring some of that modularity back that they teased and the studio announcement and didn't <laughs> bring anything into it at all so i'm right. hoping that they'll they'll do something with that but yeah, it's kind of a thing with it's kind of funny because modularity is something that I kind of crave for devices nowadays. It's it's yeah. you just want to be able to upgrade things and change things as you need it and yeah, we'll see. I mean, like you said it didn't bring it with this event, but overall, yeah. we'll see what they bring next time. And then I think overall, I mean, it's funny because I feel like these devices in this case now the studio uh, it's almost, it's almost, it's almost like, uh, like the LA car fair or LA, uh, auto show actually, where you go mm. and see pretty cool cars. You're like, wow, that's awesome. It has the, it has the suicide doors on it and it lights up in the dark and it does all this stuff, but I'm never going to buy it because it's never actually going to yeah. make it to me. So that's yeah. the way I feel no, about the. It's too expensive. It's too whatever. It's impractical. Whatever. It's like I can't spend one hundred fifty thousand dollars on a two door sports car. I'm sorry. It's like it's... exactly, exactly. But yeah, yeah, overall, what was your favorite device or the event or feature? We still got the we still got the studio display. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Which has the <laughs> most okay. controversy, by the way, 
But uh, yeah, yeah. We we linked an article to it too. But the studio display, a lot of of nerds have have been waiting for the studio display because Apple apparently you know there's just not a lot of competition as far as the 5k displays like yeah you, there's lots of 4k displays there's lots of you know cheap displays and things like that but nothing really if you want a prosumer level of a good display that's reliable that does what you want that works well with apple stuff apparently there just wasn't anything mm-hmm. um the best thing that there was out there was that lg ultrafine for like 1200 bucks and it was buggy and annoying if you listen to the people talk about it so the studio display is kind of aiming to to fix that. It's sixteen hundred dollars, and if you want to adjust the height of said monitor, you have to spend another four hundred dollars on top of it, and then you can spec it out to get like a nano texture, <laughs> which is basically a matte display. Um, so Apple nonsense aside, um, yeah, the display is basically a five K iMac display um, without the the iMac inside, although it does have an A thirteen inside. <laughs> which yeah. is kind of crazy um but it's got four usb-c ports and a thunderbolt port so you can um you plug your your macbook pro into it and you can charge your macbook pro and then it has more ports on the back so i mean if you're buying a hub and you're buying a monitor then this is you know this could you know it's not gonna save you money but it's it's an it is a consideration if you have to buy a hub for you know, plug for connectivity and then you're using a cheap monitor well you might get a better monitor and have it you know have your ports built in so there's some advantage there mm-hmm. but ultimately like we talked about I was like i'm sure it's a really nice display but i'm not a display nerd i'm using a 200 dollars lg ultra wide monitor on my desk right now and it's it, 1080p. I wouldn't mind having something a little more pixel dense than you know, a, you know, 2K or 4K, but I'm not willing to spend five, six, $700 to get that. So this is what I got, and it's fine. So all the nerds may be hissing and recoiling in their in their, <laughs> in their yeah. uh, headphones right now, and I'm sorry, but I, I, I can't see it. It doesn't, it doesn't, I can't justify it. So I don't know. What do you think? I, I've, I've buried the lead way too much on the, uh, on the studio. Oh, so no what worries. Thinking? Is it, what, what, what What's your what are your thoughts on nice displays? Is that something that 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 is appeals to you more than it does to me? Uh, no, no. And it's funny because you mentioned uh, adjustable height on it. Uh, I found that funny. It's like okay, if you want adjustable height, you got to pay four hundred dollars more. Uh, overall, I don't care about displays. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting because, uh, like we talked about with respect to uh, like uh the iPhone itself, the iPhone SE, and talking about, uh, well, we don't care about whether it's, whether it's OLED or LCD or I just want to monitor. And the same way, yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's the same thing for me with respect to the, to the what's it called, uh, to, to the, this monitor. To I mean, it's pretty much an expensive monitor. And yeah. apparently it's, it's, I mean, it's, well, it's exp- expensive as heck. Um yeah. I mean, and I like I like the I like the fact that it continues. So, like, it, it's pretty much like you said. It was the um, it was a it's a successor of uh, the previous Mac display that was pretty much computer and the Mac the Mac display. I like the branding yeah. here with respect to the, to the point that it is part of the Studio. So yeah, with the Mac Studio itself and the Mac Studio display, I thought that was a great move by Mac. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Overall, it's a great display. I'm happy that they came out with it. Uh, the price point 
price point was kind of humorous to me just because of the $400 upgrade to get that adjustable height. And then also, yeah. I mean, the complaints about uh, the video on it in the sense that the camera, I think, wasn't the best. Yeah, The the Verge linked a, a review. I uh, went up this tonight, so I, I read through it. But, yeah, apparently um, uh, the built-in webcam and the whole reason why the 813 is – part of the studio display is so it can run this webcam and do the spatial audio and the speakers. Uh, apparently the speakers are really good, but the webcam is absolute trash. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like, which hopefully that could be fixed with software, but man, that's kind of crazy that you're spending that kind of money with a built-in webcam. And that's a big part of, you know, the cachet of Apple is that, Hey, you know, you don't, you don't want to have an ugly camera sitting on top of your, your monitor. You want all this nonsense. You want it built in and part of the machine. It's like, well, sure I do. It's like, and you want the camera to be good too. And the camera's not that. (laughs) So yeah, that that's disappointing. It is. It is. It's like, it's like putting a, I mean, it's like putting a garbage can in a Ferrari. You're like, what the heck did you do there? Why did you do that for? Uh, it's kind of an interesting move. I mean, it's it's funny that they got the blowback that they did. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where another reason why I won't buy the device. I think overall, I, I mean, if I had to say, hey, on my uh, my index of uh, buyability, what would I consider buying from the devices released this past week? Um, mm. I think number one would definitely be the iPad Air. Uh, number two would be most likely the SE, just because of the price point, uh, yeah. even though it's not my kind of thing. Then the Mac Studio is awesome. Definitely would consider getting the Ultra, uh, the, the M1 Ultra on that. And then the last step would be the Studio, the studio Display, because, I mean, it's just one of those things where I'm not eager to get that. It's not some, it's not feeling something for me. And even if I care about the, the 5K, feature at a certain point i just i don't feel like i can take advantage of the high definition of the the monitor yeah i agree it's like i'm not doing anything that could take take advantage of it like so having an ultra wide screen and 4k there's some advantages there because your your text can be sharper and things like that so there's there is some advantage on having a sharpness but having extra thousand pixels or not thousand uh having an extra k (laughs) yeah how many pixels that it turns out to be um I think you have diminishing returns, especially on a 27 inch screen. I mean, now if you're doing, you know, intense photo editing or whatever like that, and you need those pixels, well, sure. I mean, that, that's, that, uh, that's for you. But again, I, for me, I, I don't need that much. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm glad for the people who were wanting an Apple display and didn't want to pay $6,000 for a, uh, uh, the uh, display XDR that Apple makes. So, uh, you know, there you go. Um, yeah. At least it's, more reasonable one compared to that. <laughs> yeah, but. that's true. That's true. Wait, have you ever used one of those displays in the past? Mm-mm. Oh no. Oh, okay. XDR. Oh no, no, no. Goodness no. That. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so thousand dollars. I could buy a bunch of really nice computers for six thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I know it's so yeah. funny because have you uh, have used one in the past at work? Uh, it was interesting yeah. to use it up over there. Yeah, but I mean at the same uh-huh. time. Uh, I think the biggest feature for me was not necessarily uh, the display resolution, but more of the connectivity that you had. So I could connect okay. my because it was it had the Thunderbolts on it, so I could connect this device yeah. to it, and connect this device to it, and then connect the monitor to my iP- uh, my MacBook, and then all of a sudden everything worked all right. So it's great. So I love that. But um, beyond and the that, the studio will do that too, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was going to bring up that. Yeah, that's exactly the point I was going to bring up. Is the studio will do that as well. But I think overall, yeah. it's it's one of those things where, yeah, unless you care about that, I don't think it's something that you you will take advantage of. Anyone will take advantage of. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, to me, there are just other options out there. Like, the, there are Thunderbolt displays that you can get for so much less that are pretty nice. And so I, I and even me, it's like, I'm not, I don't, a Thunderbolt is nice. I can, if I use a laptop a lot, if, so let's say, let's say work offered to get me a laptop that I could keep for home and work. It's not going to be, you know, burdened down too bad with software um, from work or whatever. And so it would be a good home device as well. And I could get rid of my computer. Then I could see an advantage of having a USB-C monitor to, I could just plug in here at home and it could charge my device. Um, and then when I go to work, I plug into a docking station and it goes from there. I mean, I could, I could see advantage for that, but that's, I'm not in that position, and I don't see. I I have a Windows la- uh, laptop for work that is USB C, and it can do the Thunderbolt thing. But I don't work from home that often, and I don't use the mod- the computer unless I am uh, working. <laughs> it's not a it's not a home based machine because it does have a whole bunch of software and security features and stuff like that. And I wouldn't want to use it as a personal machine either, mm-hmm. um, and so. I don't have a reason to do a USB-C monitor to to use for my work laptop, so it's it's yeah it's just not useful for me right now. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, yeah. So interesting event. That was exciting to see. Uh, luckily, it was a lot of fun to s- watch. Yeah, yeah. It was a good event. I, overall, I think it was a lot of fun too for me to watch it after the fact. Uh, after the fact. Uh, but yeah, I I, I think overall, uh, good to. Good to see all of the devices that came out of that, and um, can't yes. wait for the next next event. It was it was fun to get the surprise because so much of this gets leaked, and so it was fun to have the surprise of a new Mac that we weren't expecting and a new chip that we weren't expecting right now. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I I like being surprised at, on these events, and you know us doing the podcast. You know, I'm usually pretty up on leaks and stuff. And so it was nice, like, oh, hello. This is yeah. <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. Cool. It, they brought they rolled the chip out and like, oh, 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 okay. All right. This is getting good. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was great to see. And yeah, like you said, there were not a lot of leaks this time around. So that's that's pretty cool. But yeah. All right. Anything you want to wrap up with? Um I don't think so. I will just say, I guess. Um, if, uh, well, is there anything that you want to uh, to to plug or uh, anything you want to cover or talk an article real brief or something like that? Anything, anything specifically that you wanted to jump into right quick? No, no, my brain is fried right now too. So I'm like, <laughs> I am trying to recall anything, and I'm just like, uh, but uh, no, no, not at a moment. If there is, definitely feel free to reach out to us or not reach out to us, but follow us on the Twitter handle at Ubik Methods. So U-B-I-Q Methods. And I will definitely tweet some stuff in the near future and keep you yes. all updated on the latest news and latest happenings in the techverse. Yes, <laughs> don't forget to follow us individually as well on the Techiverse or on the Twitterverse. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can follow Mr. AK at A-E-E-K-A-Y, and you can follow myself at GameGuy2006 on Twitter. Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't remember your handle on Instagram. Do you want um, uh, to don't, don't worry about Instagram, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I got, okay. I got, I got to update that. But definitely uh, for those of you who listen, uh 
check out our website, ubiquitousmethods.com. Yes. We have a website. So that's a great thing that happened uh, a couple months, weeks ago. Weeks ago. Uh, re- feel yes. free to reach out to us on Twitter. And then, uh, yeah, definitely follow Patrick. He's a great follow. He, has, uh, he is talking to a lot of bloggers in the space, a lot of people in the space. So he is definitely the guy to follow to see what's going on and happening. I'm I'm a little bit more on like I'll tech I'll type up some things about like stuff I'm working on or reading. So if you're more on the techie side or not techie side because we're both techies, but the dev side, then you can give me a follow as well. Yeah, I end up I end up doing a lot of funny gif replies to people and I get snarky. So you know, <laughs> I'm less snarky, snarky here, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I'm snarky. I don't really see it. I try to be like, I try to, I try to be like angsty, snarky. I mean, we're like just kind of do a little half sarcastic response sometimes, but I try not. To, I try to keep it pleasant. I guess I don't know. Whatever. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Maybe less professional, more silly. I don't know. I, I, I guess how do you get less professional than what I can be sometimes? But eh, whatever. Uh, okay, yeah, it's funny because uh, mine, uh, my account kind of doubles as my work account too. So ah. I gotta be a little bit more tight laced and straight uh, and putting it up there. So uh, uh, that's why if you see me comment, I'm like da 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 da, more formal, more not as fun. I, d- I definitely have my burner accounts out there though. So if you can find my burner <laughs> accounts, you'll you'll see some fun stuff on on there. Instead of a a a e e k y k a y, it's a a k e y. You go find yeah. a key and then <laughs> yeah, a key exactly. <laughs> You, you like, got the what? key to the future. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I make dad jokes, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it does come goodness. with the territory. At any rate, so um, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you to our 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 one viewer who stuck stuck with us at the end for watching. Um, I don't know how much of an after show we'll do because it's late, but uh, regardless, we really appreciate you. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye. Take care. Bye.